Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Again, fellow basement dwellers, it's your good friend Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you in to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds here as a part of the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Coming to you not from the basement, though, and Dave knows a little bit about this. Uh, Dave, I'm going to go ahead and just welcome to the show, as usual, fellow bandwagoner. Basement troubles for for the O'Dowd as, as we got a little flood in the basement office. And uh, so it is currently getting dried. There are six heavy duty dryers slash dehumidifiers in the basement right now, making so much noise that I am now in this beautiful echoey upstairs office, the penthouse of the castle, also known as Mrs. O'Dowd's office. So here I am. How are you doing, Dave? 
I'm digging your acoustics, man. I you know that. I know. I, I I apologize for the sound bouncing off the walls. This is just just not a not. It's so weird, and I don't know how it'll come off on the recording. It'll come off I'm great really because conscious. because my awesome leveling program will make it that Ooh, way. So your yeah. leveling program level up. This is one that Dave Greg Ste- Greg asked you. me. Greg's asked me about this program, so I've given him the in on it. So it actually works. Well, he uh, he brought it up this past uh, DeMarco show on Tuesday because I was having mic issues for the first time ever. Like for the first time in the run of the Greg DeMarco show, I was the one having tech problems. And so he kept talking about, you know, Dave uses this program and it'll take care of everything. and It'll sound fine. I'm like, I believe it. It was one of the better discoveries in the very early days of Attitude of Aggression that we found that could just level out a lot of a lot of shit, you know, I mean, I mean, and Gator and I were in the same room, so it's not like, you know, the way where we are, we're in different coasts and that sort of thing, but still it, it helps to uh, take out some of the buzzes and glitches and that sort of thing. So, so don't worry about it, man. Echo on my man. Echo on bro. All right. All right. Well, Echo away. We, are, we are not a duo. Of course we do. You mentioned we have both coasts and we do have the Midwest represented. Although this week, uh, DP is not with us. He has some stuff going on and couldn't make the show today, but we got somebody just as good coming back to the show after a bit of a hiatus to do a little guest stint for us today. Welcome back in PC Tony. How are you doing, sir? It's been a while. Listen, I'm on the West coast of Lake Michigan. Eh, we all got that, a coast. We're all represented. That counts for something. <laughs> I'm doing great. I just got back from a, a trip I took up north here in Wisconsin to do some golfing up in the North Woods and had a really good time. Had some great food. Um, I have a question for you, Patrick. Was it a sump pump issue? No, it's a we have a crappy door that exits out of the basement up into our backyard that is letting water in that uh, I had to flood like three weeks ago where we discovered it. And it just happened. Like this is just first thing. And you can just see where it was coming through. And so we're like, we need to fix that. But in three weeks time, we did not fix it before like a next series. And it only really happens when there's like a major thunderstorm, like something huge rolls through. So we're, we're Jerry rigging it with tarp and bricks and shit. So we can actually sandbags. Yeah. Get rid of the door entirely. We want to redo the foundation anyway. So get rid of the door and, uh, our previous owners in their infinite wisdom finished the basement, but used like drywall for, for the walls down in our finished basement. So water gets in there and it's soft sponge city. And then you got mold city. So it's just everything. Uh, but a sump pump is on the, uh, the docket to add to just kind of fixing the drainage and getting stuff out of there. Cause uh, finished basement, carpet floors, just everything's just water sits off. Sure. Yep. No, it, it, no thanks. Yeah, I, sad, sad panda. That makes me a sad panda. <laughs> we do have a little bit of a, we do have a pretty good show today. We're going to break down Comic Con that happened this past week. We last week the bandwagoners, myself, DP, and Dave broke down some of the panels we were interested in seeing. And as I was hopeful, and as came to fruition, we got a bit of a trailer dump all the way across uh, a lot of the panels that we were looking for. And so I think that we could probably, we're going to talk about things that are great about Comic-Con, but I think a lot of it's going to be, it's going to be like an extended trailer park, which we haven't had in a while, just because so much 
has hit. We got so many glimpses. And so I, I'm excited to talk about that, Dave. I don't know about you. I know you we were talking about it a little bit before the show. I think there were some good things. Yeah, I liked I I mean, it was it the same? No, of course not. But uh I thought for what we're dealing with right now, Comic-Con was really good. There, I mean, there's a lot of information that was coming out of there as to, I mean, all over the place with panels and, and yeah, lots of trailers that, you know, not so much movies per se, but I mean, some of that, yeah, but there were just so many good panels and so many good discussions. And yeah, like when we talk about the boys panel, there's some awkwardness about the way they did it that I noticed, but I mean, you are getting you know, information for the first time in months on a lot of these oh, shows oh. that you're really save ex- it, save it. That's right. that's after the commercial break, man. You're breaking down Comic Con. We oh, haven't no. even gotten to the first half. We got a first half and a All second right. half. You've been on this show for 38 episodes. 30. This is what 37. Is it 37? I think it's 37, dude. That's got to be the cold out. You got to find 37 uh, from Clerks. You know what I'm talking about? My girlfriend saw 37 dick, 37 oh, dicks in a okay. row. All right, 37. <laughs> Tony's like, I got this. Kevin Smith, who will make an appearance on the 90s project when we get there. But we need to get him on the show is what we need to do. He probably he he probably liked this show. That's that's would. It'd be a hard get, though. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Here's here's the thing. I just realized this. So this is episode 37. We are now over half a year in terms of weeks because it's 52 weeks in a year. And I only know this because I have to manage contracts that are 52 weeks long. And that's a year. So 36. Basic information well, at home, kids. Basic yeah, info. We're well over half a year. We're coming. We're going to hit a year of episodes. That could be, that could be exciting. And Greg hasn't pulled the I mean, plug I'm not, on I'm not counting. Well, I know he hasn't moved our time slot again. It's only been this a, week. a week. So this we'll week. give him time. Yeah. But uh, it happens. We're the anchor. Yeah, right. We're the anchor of Mondays now. So. There you go. Well, that's right, folks. And, and just for reference, yeah, we are now back. We are now on Mondays, back on Mondays. We originally were dropping on Mondays, and they got ping ponged back and forth a, a little bit, not too much. We give we give Greg a hard time, but it really hasn't been that tremendous of a deal. Anyway, we do have a couple of things to talk about. We ran not one but two polls this week on the Bandwagon Nerds tr- Twitter to get some decisions made. As we did a movie poll, of course, and we had to find a new show to review, which um, which Dave. By the way, I heard you jump the gun on the winner of the TV show poll, which way to go is like big reveal. We were we're gonna we're gonna do that today. And Dude, yeah. I had I had no idea whether we were gonna review it or not. So we sat down and watched the first episode last night. Let me guess, the missus was really pushing you to start the show in general, wasn't she? She's seen the whole first season, but yeah, she wanted to watch it again. She was bringing it back. So we do have a couple uh, little news tidbits, uh, DC-related. One, just to let you fanboy a little bit over a snippet of an image. And kind of the inevitability that we've talked about with DC's content and where it's going digitally. So The, the Thanos moment for the DC streaming service. Uh, inevitability. Geez, just, it's, it's just coming. But before we get into that, let's talk about our polls. We'll, go, we'll start with the nerd review, which I got to admit, this week was not my best writing for the nerd review we did uh we did coming to america which i feel really really guilty about because it was such a good movie and one of my it's my one of my favorite eddie murphy movies and i just didn't feel like i did it justice when i wrote about it if that makes sense uh i i did it come out yet it came out i'm assuming yeah it came out okay it came out late it came out a day late because my basement flooded on the day that it, i was supposed That's to submit the right. article and so <laughs> i did i get this I'm sitting there. I just finished up with like cleaning up the basement 
and I get this text. It's like midnight. Are we getting write that article this week? or no? <laughs> right. I'm like, dude, my baby. I know, not today. So, so I, I hastily wrote my review for for coming to America, and so I get those kind of texts all the time, Patrick. Uh, Are we getting this podcast this week? Did you did you edit that? Is this is this scheduled? You already know the answer, Greg. God damn it. I got one well, from him Sunday that. night, so now I'm part of the clan too. <laughs> well, Dave, I just since we're ragging on Greg a little bit here. <laughs> You're gonna tell <laughs> this is what I told okay. you last I'm week. Yeah. I'm okay with ragging on Greg a little bit. He's my best friend, so I can do this. The f- I love that he contacts me to ask you questions about things that you're doing in regards to the Bandwagon Nerds podcast. Yeah. And, like, I, and like, I, go to, I go to you, Patrick, and say, why doesn't he just ask me about this stuff? He's got my number. We talk to each other frequently. And, and the case in point, Tony, just to, to give you the, the latest edition, he was like, can Dave send the recording on Sunday instead of Monday so that we can put the show out on Monday? And I'm like, I don't know. Can Can he? <laughs> like perhaps so when i when i sent the message do you remember how i sent the message dave yeah from the desk of greg demarco <laughs> and then i cop- <laughs> and then i copied and pasted greg's text word for word into the into the bandwagon nerds chat so uh, we love yes it. greg dave, dave dave's okay he can he can take a message from you yeah we love you greg but yeah i mean it's like this this magical thing called texting or, or even calling, you know, that works too. So but thoughts it, about coming to America. I th- I feel like it I feel like it deserves some moments here, especially like Tony, you didn't get to write a review. We talked about it in the eighties project, which you were a part of. But uh so many one liners, so many great moments that that come out there. Greg even in the abstract for us asked whether or not we thought of garbage did we think of uh, Hakeem and just, yes. Yeah, so many, I always love his description of football when he's talking about watching the jets game, kicking an oblong ball ball through a big L oblong ball made a pigskin through a giant H yeah, that's it was a most gripping victory. Son, if you're going to continue to work here, stay off the drugs. I mean, the two of the big things for me are soul glow and yeah. that's Eric LaSalle. I'm pretty sure that's Eric LaSalle, right? It is Eric LaSalle. And then, and in the setting where that is mostly taking place is McDowell's and they're getting sued by McDonald's and they don't understand why, because they have two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a regular bun. Whereas McDonald's has two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. I mean, they have the golden arches. We have the golden arcs. There's a big difference here. <laughs> oh gosh. So good. And a movie you know, it's funny, Dave, you're you're always the one who's antsy about whether movies could still exist today or come out. This is a movie I think could still come out today and be highly successful. I know they're oh, making a sequel. Absolutely. But, I mean, we were but, watching it. It was on yesterday on the network. I don't mean to cut you off, but you're saying no, you know, it. it's like uh, you, you look at that. And, and I mean, what? There's like three white people in that movie. I mean, this is way, oh, ahead, yeah. of, way ahead of its time where you don't you didn't see movies in the in 1988 that were. 90% black cast, you know, that sort of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, and Eddie Murphy playing the white Jewish guy in the barbershop is absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's, it's the only iffy joke for what it, for what it is, for what it's worth. It's, it's the whole black face, white face thing. He, he used to do that Jewish accent all the time though, on Saturday night live, uh, and in his stand up and in his routines. 
and the versatility of him and Arsenio Hall throughout that film and all the different things. And that barbershop, like you can still find that barbershop today. Mighty shop. Eddie's Eddie's coming out with a new stand-up too, apparently, at really? some point here. Yeah, and uh, I would encourage you if you have Netflix or whatever, you can find it on uh, the most recent season of, of uh, Comedians Car- Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. There's an episode with him and Eddie Murphy, and it's fucking phenomenal. Even if you're not a fan of that series, just to watch two legendary stand-up comedians spend the day together and go down the avenues of small talk that they do is excellent. What are, what are your right. thoughts on the sequel? I mean, are, is it going to happen or what? Where can they po- got any ideas about where they can go with this thing? I heard it's Eddie's the king now, right? He plays the, right. the is from there to the king, and it's more about the, his daughter coming to America. I thought that's kind of where I, I that's kind of what I'd heard too is that it's it's about his children more than it is about him. And yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and how different it is. The thing that I think is really stark and great about the comedy in general and, and how smart it is, is the the culture clash, the culture shock of, you know, Akeem, who's had everything handed to him, living this very pampered lifestyle in this palace and his vision of what he thinks America is going to be. And he just loves all the shit that is America. People throw garbage right on the streets. And he's like, that's beautiful. Uh Good morning, my neighbors. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 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 Fuck you, too. Oh, oh so yes. Good. Yes. Fuck you, too. All right. Before we move on to the, from this, well, different subject, same same artist. Point blank. Delirious or raw? Tony. Oh, wow. That's like asking someone to pick between their children, but I would have to say delirious. David. Oh, man. Like, I am. I'm. I feel the way Tunny does <clears throat> i probably go with raw just barely incorrect sir the answer is delirious yeah! thank you for playing Woo! sorry gi joe is swimming in I, the water i beat dave last time we did trivia <laughs> was that trivia <laughs> didn't feel like <laughs> trivia <laughs> it's it patrick's opinion trivia it is patrick's opinion trivia that's 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 a good way to to describe it i still like I quote delirious. i still like yeah, and I I quote her all the time. Wasn't me. I saw your face. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Maybe it wasn't. I mean, you. that got turned into a song later. Yeah, not by not by Eddie Murphy, but oh. basically that's the song. Yeah, or, or the part where he's like, yeah, 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 Shaggy. yeah. Right. <laughs> I I still love when he would do his Mr. T impersonation. Oh, and he would God. talk about how Mr. T is like, I found out Mr. T was mad at me, but I figured he wasn't very smart, so I could just like. Why? And he believe it. I hear you can tell us the jokes about me. No, I haven't. Maybe I haven't. <laughs> Pity fool, but tell me them lies. Yeah, you said Jedi mind trick. I heard you've been telling jokes about me. No, I haven't. Maybe you haven't. I'm going to pity the fool. <laughs> yeah, Pity fool, been telling me them lies. Uh, okay, thank you for thank you for indulging me on a little Eddie Murphy, a little, uh, little coming to America love. This week's movie poll, Dave, I think we learned a lesson. Uh, maybe not do two polls in a week. We we had a we had a downturn in voter turnout. Well, uh, unless I unless I looked away and it, and it turned around and rallied late. No, <laughs> there wasn't much. No. To, I mean the 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 next show poll did better than normal, but uh, that's because yeah, we rallied. Show poll got we rallied some people at the end to get their asses in there and, and vote on that thing, which made it well, a lot closer still, than it should have been. 
Yeah, but we still had our we still hit around our average numbers. I mean, realistic, we are, we average around twenty or so listeners. Thank you, chair shot contributors, because I'm sure it's but uh anyway. Lit, yeah, people who participate in the poll, maybe a lot less. Listeners might be more. Yeah. No, I'm hoping that the listeners are more, but twenty five. <laughs> twenty five. Ask me after the show, I can tell you where you're at. I'm sure. <laughs> you are the man. Um, behind the behind the thing, more more than twenty six, which was what our show polls were. Y'all have been beating Potter's War a few weeks here in the past. So oh God! Look at that! Holy shit! So for the show, we finished the boys. Terrific, terrific show to wrap up. But we put out four new uh, shows to to stream and watch and get out there. And Dave, I'm sorry to say your DC mission has failed once again. Barely as Crisis on Infinite Earths loses narrowly, narrowly. To the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Hey, Greg, and Greg, gotta love Greg trying to rally that Greg shit at the it. end. Yeah, he did. But to quote Monty Python and the Holy Grail, over in this household, there was much rejoicing. Yay. <laughs> I, I was I was fine with whichever one came out on Here's top. the thing is, not watching Crisis on Infinite Earths is now like the white whale for me on this show. Like, it must continue to happen. Like, I must continue to make it so. Well, to be, and to be honest... <laughs> Had Crisis won, it would have cost us about $15 to pull that off because they don't have it on the CW app. You've actually got to buy the individual episodes on Amazon. Yeah, it's not nope. there anymore, Tony. It's not on there anymore? Nope. They're gonna... oh, but, oh, you want to know well, where it is? It's on, it's on Netflix because the entire Flash series is on Netflix. But that's only one episode. Remember, they split it amongst the five different shows. So you can get the Flash episode of Crisis. Uh, but it was going to cost $15, we figured, because each episode, there's five episodes, three bucks each. So in that respect, I mean, I would have paid it. I didn't give a shit. But, you know, I mean, I've seen a couple of the episodes so far. But yes, anyway, getting back to what you were saying, Crisis goes down in flames. I don't know if we'd say it went down on flames, but it, it did lose. Uh, it was uh, close, uh, though. I mean, pretty close amongst all four of them. Doom Patrol and uh, yeah. what we do in the shadows rallied pretty well, too. What we do in the shadows, I really hope you start watching, even if we never review it on this show. Get that, get that on the FX, uh, on Hulu. It's on Hulu. You gotta watch that. Just so good, such a good show. Tony has confirmed hey, that. If you want Crisis, it's Tony, gonna. But I know it's coming to streaming uh, pretty soon, within the next couple months, probably to HBO Max, as we'll talk about. Right, we're gonna on. get to that. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. Yeah. So the other poll that we had to do, though, is we wanted to do I wanted us to get back to kind of the comic book nerd roots of the show and where we started. And I thought it'd be fun to do a turn of the century comic book movie, which partially I just wanted to say turn of the century in our description of the movie. And so we found three comic book movies that were hits all in their own rights that all were within four years of one another from 98 to 2002 in Blade, 2000's X-Men, and 2002's Spider-Man. Thought it would be closer than it really was, but of the people that voted, Blade took the cake relatively easy. So, exciting. Not what, wasn't, what it, wasn't what I expected to win, but I am thrilled to be able to talk about Blade. I, I thought X-Men would probably pull out the win. But, I, but yeah. what, what I discovered from that poll is that this show is, is very appropriately named because the people listening to our show are clearly bandwagon nerds because anything that happened before the MCU started, obviously they aren't watching. 
because we didn't get we didn't get a lot of interaction. What are these movies? What the fuck is Blade, man? You know what? What is Spider? You mean Homecoming? No, two thousand. They had a Spider Man in two thousand two. So anyway, but yeah, I'll be watching they've been, Blade. They've had many Spider Man since two thousand two. Many. Uh, I haven't seen Blade in a long time. I actually got like they had the trilogy on Voodoo today for like eighteen bucks. You can get all three movies, and I didn't realize that Ryan Reynolds is in. There you go. Nice. <laughs> I didn't realize that Ryan Reynolds is in the third one, and, and everybody's like, "Yeah, it's kind of like he's playing Deadpool before he was Deadpool." So you'll enjoy it. I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah, Blade so. uh, Trinity was all right, better than Blade Two. Okay, Blade Two was. I didn't think Blade Two was very good, but I my copy of Blade that I own is a PlayStation Portable disc. <laughs> Shit, one of those UMDs. Oh, dude, I went all in on the PSP when it came out, like, got the PSP. That was my plane, like, flight travel entertainment system was was the PSP and had, it was such a random batch of movies. It was Blade, I bought The Wedding Crashers, and Labyrinth. That's a good movie. Oh, I love The Wedding Crashers. But uh, it's just like, I would just walk through Walmart or Best Buy and be like, yeah, that one's $13. And swipe it, or that's eight dollars. Uh, and I watched Blade was almost perfect because it was like a ninety-minute movie. So like I like from Chicago to Massachusetts, like quick little hop on plane. You could get most of Blade in before before you had to shut everything down. So that'll be our movie for this week. I have a thought for our movie for next week, and that it might not require a poll because I would really like to do the Charlize Theron movie on Netflix. Especially after watching her, yeah, the old guard that I just hit and was like the number one flick on on Netflix for, gosh, what was it like a week or so? Hmm. And uh, I don't know. It look it looks really interesting. I maybe it has to do with the panel, or maybe we if we do a poll, maybe we do women led vehicles, get a couple of other like action flicks with with women as the leads. So I think that could be fun. Kill Bill. Oh, I love Kill Bill. We could do. If we do Kill Bill, do we have to do both volumes? Probably. Because it's, it's, it's. I mean, I'm willing to sit down for all five hours. I got no problem with that. I I love them. I got them on Blu-ray. Those are my favorite Tarantino movies. Well, we, if you want to do women-centric movies, why don't we do like Old Guard, Kill Bill, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel? That might be fun. What was the recent? What was the recent DC one? Um, with um. Oh, Birds of Marvel Prey. Robbie. There you go. That'll definitely that lose. Female. <laughs> Yeah, it'll lose, <laughs> but if you need another option to just kind of fluff off, I, it wasn't I good. I told yet. you I finally watched that, right? That's, Did you? And that's the bandwagon. It's, it's a good movie, isn't it? <laughs> right. I it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. Like I, I thought it was unfairly criticized. Yeah. Do I think it was great? Not really, but because it wasn't a Birds of Prey movie, it was a Harley Quinn movie. Right. And that was my big problem with it is that there's a reason why. They changed the name to Harley Quinn in the theater because it's not about the Birds of Prey. The end of that movie, it's a prequel to the Birds of Prey because by the time you get to the end of the movie, the Birds of Prey exist right. and are doing their own thing, but she's not a part of them. True. And so a little bit of what I would argue is some false advertising there. But yeah, I think that's what we'll do for the poll. We're going to do women-led vehicles this week. And I like your thought. Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, that gives you a DC and a Marvel character. Give us a little Char- Charlize Theron after watching her panel on kicking ass as a woman in multiple action flicks. And some Uma Seems Thurman. to work for me, Furiosa herself, and Uma Thurman with a katana, and you can't go wrong there. 
So uh, predicting a yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not going to predict shit. We'll see how this goes. That's down. a tough yeah, don't, don't, That's don't a tough predict. one. That's going to be close. That's going to be so. really close. It'll I mean, that's probably point. that's probably one of DC's strongest pitches right there. Is there? Yeah, their strongest oh, yeah. pitch. Yeah, it's my it's my favorite DC movie out of this recent spate is the Wonder Woman flick, even though it is just Captain America retold. It is. I mean, just saying, a guy named Steve goes down in a plane when it snows. Shocker! <laughs> he didn't go down when it snowed. The plane exploded over the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, he went down in a plane over a body of water. It's the same thing. Anyway, <laughs> Dave, you brought it up. Let's just shift right into the other news of the day. It was an article that I saw on, I think it was Screen Rant, putting out more news that shows inevitably your home for DC streaming content is going to be HBO Max. Shocker. It just seems like it's a thing because now the rumor that I'm hearing is that it's a done deal that CW shows are moving over. And th- those are like, that is the, the heart and soul of DC TV. Yeah. Period. I mean, we're going to get basically gonna, the universe. Yeah. Right. You're going to get Titans on HBO Max. I mean, that's, that's going to be awesome because that's a great show. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I haven't seen we, a second. we've been, we've been, um, speculating about that for weeks and and it just that's that's just sound good business strategy now it's not so disjointed you don't have all the dc stuff flying around between two different networks uh i want to watch this i don't know which network it's on though and let me try and figure this shit out you know that sort of thing so getting rid of that is only going to help them and, and dc's picked up some momentum the past what couple months I'd say, you know, just because Marvel's kind of playing it quiet and, you know, not a whole lot's going on on the MCU side of things because they're just stuck like the rest of us. So, yeah, this is good. DC can build on their momentum, make things a little bit more accessible, give people a better way to access their content. It's uh, inevitable. Yes, inevitable. Have you guys had a chance to play around with the HBO Max model and the vehicle that they're driving right there? I really like it. Um, at least in terms of content, I do feel I still I still think it's a little clunky to get through and and sort of find some of the stuff you need the way they've categorized and put it up. The thing that I've noticed, though, is that they have at least I, I watch it through my PS4 and the amount of updates to the app I've seen so far, like it's clear they're still working with it. Some of it's content because every time they update content, you get an update to the to the app. But it's getting smoother as it's going along, but I we talked about Looney Tunes when we did the cartoon episode. The little O'Dowd, I shared this last week too. The little O'Dowd sit will sit on HBO Max and go through the old Looney Tune cartoons and just be like, "This one's interesting. This one's interesting. I'll watch this. I'll watch this." I've started watching rewatching Robot Chicken. At the end of the night, I'll, I'll pop on Robot Chicken, watch some of the old episodes, and. It's fascinating to go back and watch like how shows evolve, like even just with like how much better the technology got with what they have to work with. But uh, the DC, the DC hub has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger and better every time I've gone in there. Found some a lot of their movies, their animated movies are, are in there. Though I did notice Netflix suddenly pimping the fact they got Mask of the Phantasm everywhere I turn. Every time I bring it up, it's like, look, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Do you want to watch it? You want to watch it? We know what you're looking for. So, yeah, I think. Um, and then the other thing, the other news that I didn't put in here, there was another news bite that uh, the DC Universe streaming service is no longer taking new subscribers. Right. 
Right. Yeah, that was so, the first kind of domino falling this week with with the whole aspect of the DC universe is kind of going by the wayside. So no new no new subscribers. Everything's migrating to HBO Max. I'm all for it. You know, they, they, I think it's a big win for HBO Max. I think it's a big win for both of them. I, I mean, I really I think yeah. it's the best the best situation for both both sides. I mean, HBO Max gets a big a big draw or or at least a bigger draw, not not as big as like Marvel or something like that. But uh, and DC gets to put all their stuff in one place where they're going to have much higher circulation than on their own streaming service. And they're putting out original content too. Coming up, yeah, yeah. I, I, as a DC guy, having subscribed to HBO through cable or DirecTV, and then being able to have that portable part of it and go in and still watch all the movies that show up on HBO and all the series that show up on HBO, and then to have all the DC content coming over there. I think my favorite thing so far, just a slight sidestep before you know you guys take this whatever direction you're going, is Turner Classic Movies has a hub in there. And if you want to go back and watch some of the best movies from some of the best times, I know I went back and watched a lot of Westerns, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, um, what's the one, John Wayne and um, Dean Searchers. Martin. Oh, the Rio, oh, Rio no. Bravo. And then oh, I went ahead and, yeah, and then I went ahead and watched uh, Grumpy Old Men the other day, which oh, is just yes. <laughs> go ahead and back and go back and watch that if you have the time, whoever you are, because it still just hits home with everything that's going on. You know, there's there's no phone usage in there, so it really doesn't date itself too much, you know? Right. Looks like Chuck's I, uh, taking old one eye to the optometrist, huh? Yeah, the old skin boat to tuna town. <laughs> I loved I had the biggest crush on Anne Margaret. Like old old oh, like Anne Margaret, like bye bye birdie Anne Margaret. Oh, yeah. Viva Las Vegas. Hell, even when she's coked out in um, Tommy, like all of that. Oh. Well, then watch Grumpy Old Men and and a, and a later Loren. in years, Sophia Loren yeah. still looks excellent. Oh, and then you bring up, let me bring up someone else. I'm saying of watch having watched Real Bravo uh, back then with Dean Martin, Ricky Nelson, John Wayne, Angie Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jane Seymour, you were talking about the Wedding Crashers earlier. Jane oh. Seymour still got it, dude. She can be my medicine woman. She'd be, oh. she'd be my wingman anytime. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, this man, we got really weird. Oh my god, I think it. my penis is inflamed. How do we get that to stop? <laughs> Wasn't the Jeez. Top Gun sequel supposed to be coming out this summer? Weren't a lot of things supposed so. to be coming out this summer? I Dave? guess so. As long as there's guys playing volleyball in jeans, then I'm okay with another Top Gun. <laughs> there you go. I was I we talked about the trailer because I was really pumped for it. Yeah. Like really stoked for it. So, I still have tried I'm still working on a guest that I hope will will be able to come and talk to us a little bit. Uh, a movie critic friend of mine who is really in touch with a lot of what's going on in the theaters and how that's impacting the industry. And so uh hopefully that'll be something that we can make happen and get him on the show because I think he'd be I think he's gonna have a lot of good to say. I, I know I mentioned that last week too. But so if you're listening, Sean, yeah, Sean. come on. Yeah, Sean. Help us come out. On. Come on. He's come a good on. egg. He's a, he's friends with Jim, the guy we did the music oh, interview with too. Awesome. So like we're all, all a bunch of bunch of my old college buddies getting together doing doing some doing some podcast interviews. So I want to ask Tony because I know we're about to segue into a different different topic of DC discussion. So this is actually interconnected with that. But Tony has not been on the show since the big news broke about a Snyder cut not only existing. But coming in 2020, I know Patrick just rolls his eyes about this. 
<laughs> but uh, what are your thoughts on this PC? I mean, uh, are you excited about the Snyder Cut actually coming, or, or what do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I think everybody that's a DC person in general would be excited for it. I mean, I don't know if I have high expectations or, or overly high expectations. It, it feels like you kind of build it up in your own head and, and, you know, you kind of let yourself down eventually. And then Patrick, I'm just feeding into his, his dis, disgruntledness right now. Well, Patrick thinks <laughs> Zack Snyder is trash. So. But, I'm, but, I, but I'm looking forward to it. Whether or not I'm 100% when I leave, you know, like a young man coming in for a quickie, but uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> a little rounders reference for you. There you go. There's the title of the show, Patrick. Zack Snyder's, or the Zack Snyder cut is a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> like a young man coming in for a quickie. So unsiatisfied. Yeah. Zack Snyder's a shitty director. And so it's not about. Did, did you hear what he not, said? That he's not going to use any of the footage that Joss Whedon shot. None of it in the Snyder cut. So That's what so Zack said. Re, he's he's remaking a fucking movie, so it'll be a shitty Zack Snyder movie. Excellent. We're back towards instead of a shitty Joss Whedon movie, we get a shitty Zack Snyder movie. This this. I have yet to be convinced, and for those of you who want a frame of reference of how little I like Zack Snyder as a director, check out the nerd review I wrote of Three Hundred. Because that'll give you just about everything that like I don't want to watch a bunch of superhero slow motion battles that are all dark and brooding that really go nowhere and are testosterone leading screaming at whatever's like I just he hasn't convinced me that he can make a movie that's worth watching. So he's going to make the Justice League and you're going to be like, yay, Superman was a shitty flick like his Superman movie wasn't good. His Batman versus Superman movie is widely panned. That's not good. So the fact that people are clamoring for a Snyder cut of movies that are, you can like it all you want. It's not good movies. You have no idea. I can see it now. Dave's been waiting for weeks upon weeks for me to come back on this show. And it was was hoping it would be, he was hoping it would be two on one us against you here. And he's got in his wish. Look at how happy he is. Look at the smile. No, I, I I know that you're, you like, you like crisis. (laughs) I know you like DC. I, it, Nothing that you're saying isn't anything. I'm hopeful is what I'm saying about the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, I have my serious doubts that it's going to be. I'm worried your hopes are going to be seriously dashed. No, because my expectations are so low that I can only be pleasantly surprised at this time. See, but that's the problem is that people are going to then say a movie that leaps over the bar that's on the floor is great. And I don't know. It's it's like saying The Rise of Skywalker is a good movie. Anyway. (laughs) We're still on this, huh? That joke will never die. <laughs> every every fucking week. Well, I, yeah, we're, I, I do have a Rise of Skywalker thing to talk about later on in this episode. So, What do I know? I like Phantom Menace. Phantom of the Sith? <laughs> oh, so, uh, I'm going to be quiet. I'll let you two carry the show for a little bit here. Because I'm... <laughs> Now I am seething a little bit. Like I'm like rubbing my knuckles. Like I'm gonna punch out my laptop. Be like, motherfuckers. You feel your IQ. Tell me Phantom Menace is good. You feel your IQ slowly slipping a little bit as the conversation progresses. I am now stupid for having talked to you. They're just slumping. Like it's just like uh, I award you zero points. uh, May God have mercy on your soul. 
That's a how oh, I miss. I was really disappointed. Happy Gilmore didn't win the uh, the Sarah Life Bowl. I was uh, I was happy with I was happy with coming to America. But yeah. boy, howdy, love me some Happy Gilmore. We can do anyway, a golf. We can do a golf poll. Happy Gilmore, Caddyshack, and throw Tin Cup on there. And you are desperate to get Caddyshack <laughs> on a poll. And like it's like the fifth time you've been like, let's get Caddyshack on a poll. Good movie. It's like yeah. a bad it's a bad Vince Russo match. Caddyshack on a poll. Shit. At least it's not Caddyshack too. I mean, that's really bad. Mm. Wow, that's rough. We we won't talk about that, Dave. No. We were talking about the Justice League and how Jack Snyder is going to ruin it, and you wanted to share <laughs> uh, some news that you had about Zack Snyder ruining the Justice League. So why don't you share your excitement? There was a little little snippet that hit the interwebs. Oh, if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, they just had something coming out of Comic Con. It was a brief thing. It's just. Superman showing up in his black suit and going to Alfred and saying, I assume you're Alfred. And that was basically it. But it's just it. Yeah, it got everybody excited because they've been clamoring for the black suit Superman for a while. The only good thing about it is it's like, okay, well, um, if he is in the black suit, then maybe they are going to use a regeneration matrix. And if they bring him back to life in a way that's different than Justice League with the stupid shit with the mother box and flash supercharging the fucking vat of Kryptonian regeneration amniotic fluid and that's if they can br- actually bring them back in a different way great it, can, it, it, can i, can I ask ahead. a quick question sure is the flash no it, this is this is actually not me being a troll okay this is like honestly like, <laughs> i so, like how you just buried yourself awesome man i i no, i i totally troll you guys about fucking dc shit is is the flash being able to supercharge and do that little touch thing to bring Superman back to life. Any stupider than being able to run backwards so fast that you go back in time. Like, honestly. Know, but he, uh, like. Because it's this flash force thing, right? Like, and, and I'm not, again, I'm not being funny. I'm actually honestly, I think asking the, a real question. It's a speed I think the force. best word. I think the best word DC Sorry. has done and turned their, their, like, okay. So the TV series right now are what DC is about for me. And if you got, Patrick. You should watch the Flash series. You would like it. It's well done. And it turns Flash into their flag-bearing character, and it explains how he learns all these different things, and it makes more sense. It, it widens your suspension of disbelief for DC for me, and I would love to see... They're making too much money on TV to like bring these characters forward to the movies. I would rather see the TV characters have one-off or, or a continuing movie so they're on both sides of it, right? At the same time, you can watch your current DC movie Superman build a PC uh, on the internet as well. If you didn't catch that little clip before, he actually built a computer very sexily, the lady said. Oh, my. <laughs> I, you know. And I'm sorry. Yes, it's the Speed Force, right? That's right. what it's called. Right. But yes. I mean, I, I mean, uh, Flash uh, being able to run at, at a speed that enables him to go backwards in time because he can exceed the speed of light which I guess if you're going by theory of relativity would at least make it theoretically possible, <laughs> maybe, I guess. But, uh, it, you know, it's, it's no worse than, um, a, uh, DeLorean that goes back in time, you know, flux capacitor. Oh, wait, uh, don't, don't even try to, to bring like that's real science faster there. than 88 miles an hour. That's true. <laughs> and can probably generate whatever, Gigawatts or whatever. It could generate more than 1.21 gigawatts of power. That's so, what it is. Uh, maybe. I, I, I mean, the whole the idea that um, that's how they brought Superman back in Justice League was a supercharged mother box 
in a Kryptonian regeneration matrix. And this is how we did it. It's very Frankenstein like. So um, <laughs> that's what I, when I watched this, like, it's, that's like you know, Frankenstein. It is. It's silly. Like, I mean, comic books in general are silly though. In a lot of, uh, in a want, lot of ways. I want to see him do it more like the comics were, where, where, you know, he's, he is still like, I mean, what, what Ben Affleck's character says in the movie is that, you know, he's got cells that are incapable of decay, but we don't know how to bring him back. And you get like some, some of Superman's uh, robots snatch the body, put him in the regeneration matrix and bring him back gradually that way. That makes more sense. Metachlorians. Not Metachlorians. No. (laughs) As a DC guy. And I like Marvel. I'll troll Marvel back and say, is it any worse than Thanos wearing a glove and putting five gems in it and restarting the fucking universe? Well, it's six gems, but you know, whatever. (laughs) He only got five of them. He only got five of them because he ain't restart nothing. Oh, he did get it. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. All right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't troll on Thanos. It's really not like, that's, that's the thing It's like, it, it is a thing. That's a thing. And that's really what my question, what, what my question about the speed force and all of that, like the, the methodology to bring Superman back while it looks goofy or maybe feels goofy. Some of that is our own comic book bias too. Like we've read the books and we know this, this way. And so when it comes out in a movie that that's not how this happened, we, we can get a, we can get a little, that's dumb. You know, we were talking about Marvel. There's so many things that don't make any goddamn sense. Like civil war should never have any logical reasoning for happening because the whole purpose, the whole thing with the accords was this idea that superheroes were causing all this damage and just wanton death of humans in every single example that they use to show that superheroes are bad. It's because humans were under attack and the superheroes were like protecting them. So really the device doesn't make sense. It's just how they want to get you there. So isn't, isn't that, I'm sorry, I'll be quick. Isn't that the beauty of comics and the stories being told past a comic book and just paper and pictures and words where Someone has to actually interpret in between in between scenes and clips in the actual comics what's happening, right? So you're going right. to get infinitesimal amounts of storytelling each which way, and how close do you stick to that basis is your opinion as opposed to someone else's, and that's the beauty in it for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the best thing Marvel did was with the whole Infinity War series was they didn't follow the storyline; they just took bits and pieces of a lot of different things and they created their own original story i mean the infinity right. gauntlet was what they used as a prop but they really retold the story of thanos that you know i don't remember that being in in the comics you know bits none and pieces, of that was in the comics i mean bits really. and pieces they borrowed from but nothing sure. like they did lots of homages to the to the comics but the original story of the infinity gauntlet is dumb like when you really think about it it's kind of dumb thanos wants to destroy the world to impress a girl the end Death. I mean, it's death. It's like death. Like, that's just, when you break it down like that. Yeah, when you sense. put it that way, it's like, God, right. Infinity Gauntlet did suck, you know? <laughs> we are stupid. Let's be real, fellas. We know what we did. All right. So to put a bow on this whole <laughs> Justice League thing, I will admit I'm going to watch this. If for no other reason than we're going to review it on this show. But we're like, I'm going to watch this. I'm interested. Like, I went and saw all of these movies I've just shredded. Like, I gave them my money. So it's not like I'm not going to give them the give them the my well I'm not because I've already paid for HBO Max and it's going to be on HBO Max, but like I'm still going to tune in. I'm still going to be one of those people that die. It's going to be a 
this is not going to fail no matter what Zack Snyder does in the sense that they're going to get numbers that show that it was a tremendous success, in my opinion. Right. But there is more at stake here than just that. I mean, if, it, if it's critically, I mean, not even critically, if the fans really genuinely think it's good, then it, it creates options and it opens the door for DC to maybe bridge off of that and build on that. But, but I agree with you completely. It's going to be a financial, financial success. It's going to be a boon for HBO max. It's going to create buzz. It's going to drive a lot of people to that streaming service who may not already be there. So yeah, right. in that respect, it's, it's going to be huge. I do. I do think that it is a pivotal movie for Zack Snyder and his role in DC. I think that's 1000% accurate. But in terms of its overall success, and even some of these "quote unquote" bad DC movies, like they've made bank, like well, Superman, not, not Justice League, <laughs> not in the domestically, but overseas, it did fine. Yeah, like, and that's the thing is, we think of ourselves as the audience that matters. We don't. Well, it's, that's true. It's China, actually. China's what, like, it's why so many movies that you see that. Like, like they work so hard to make sure that it doesn't offend the Chinese government so that it gets played in their theaters because they only get so many. And you want your big tentpole movies to be like that. That's why Disney was so careful with Mulan, which incidentally pushed back again, everybody. No. We're just never going to see that movie too. No, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Such a surprise. The COVID shuffle continues. The COVID shuffle continues. But anyway, got to eat we'll those COVID hot dogs, man. COVID auto. We are still a good two years out, I think, from from Snyder's Justice League, if I remember correctly on the on the planning date. Is that right, Dave? Or is it closer? Twenty twenty one was what they were saying. So is it twenty twenty one? So All probably right. so a, a year, maybe, maybe less. Hopefully, you, you got to think they're going to want to roll it out in the summer, even if it's not being played in a theater. Right. Well, I, it's I, just usually. That's that's when the popcorn stuff hits. Right. And the fact that that scene did come out lost in all the discussion about whether oh, black suit Superman doesn't matter. Is it all bullshit? It, it does show that they're working on this and, and there is right. some progress being made and, and the, the wheels are moving on getting that Snyder cut finalized. So that's that's good. That's encouraging. Whether you, you give a shit about the scene or not. Um, and I read a bunch of comments and it was split right down the middle of people saying, this is the dumbest shit ever. Who gives a fuck? And you know, the other half of the people just losing their goddamn minds over it. It does show they're working on this and that's the important aspect. Don't get lost in the hyper non hype. The fact is, Hey, progress stuff. Happening. Progress. Yeah, sure. Maybe. And on, and on that note, we'll close the book on our justice league talk for today. There's plenty more coming down the road as again, you noted it. DC has been the one with all the news, really, even this comic-con week, Marvel didn't really reveal much. So we're going to take a little break though. And when we come back, we're going to break down our San Diego comic-con review, take a look and see how we thought, uh, our panels went. We all came up with a list of stuff that we wanted to see, talk some trailers and all of that. Before we go to the commercials, though, it would be important for me to remind you all that not only can you listen to our great podcast, but you should also head over to Pro Wrestling Tees and check out our merchandise there that is available. There is a it's a winner is you T-shirt that is available. That's TPP's show on video games. And Dave, Dave, I got a picture sent to me via text yesterday. I got some news coming coming soon. Really, really soon. There's going to be a bandwagon nerd shirt. Woohoo! This is a thing that is, is happening. Oh, Tony, you going to add it? 
And Monday, I believe it's Monday, drops the Platt Balaz 2020 campaign, presidential campaign t-shirt as well. Very nice. You know, if I wasn't voting for Kanye, I'd be voting for them. So, oh my God, <laughs> dude, really? You gonna sell out your boy like that? Wow, we, cool. we can't get to a commercial fast enough now. <laughs> anyway, so give me, give me Platin Balaz for the win. So, check out all those shirts. The new ones are coming soon. Those are on prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Give it a listen. When we come back, all of the breakdown of San Diego Comic Con, you're listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the Chair Shot Radio Network. You suck that guy's dick. Yeah, how do you think I knew that he... Oh, wait, but you said you only had sex with three different guys. You never mentioned him. Because I never had sex with him. You sucked his dick. We went out a few times. We never had sex, but we fooled around. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me you only had sex with three different guys? Because I did only have sex with three different guys. That doesn't mean I didn't just go with people. Oh, my God. I feel so nauseous. Sorry, Dante. I thought you understood. I did understand. I understood that you had sex with three different guys, and that's all you said. Calm down. How many? Dante. How many dicks have you sucked? How many? Shut up a second and I'll tell you. Jesus. I didn't freak out like this when you told me how many girls you fucked. This is different. This is important. How many? Well? Something like 36? Does that include me? Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You asked for it. You I, got it. I know. And Patrick's trying to talk, but he's on mute, so uh, he's got there. <laughs> I'm here Awkward. for. I'm here for you, brother, man. <laughs> I, I was like, and we are back, and I was like, why the fuck is he talking over me like that, like asshole? <laughs> Jesus. I know I'm a dick, but I'm trying you to help out here, man. Jesus, not 37 dicks, but just one. <sighs> anyway. So that just happened. <laughs> We're going to talk some San Diego Comic-Con. That happened this week. Actually, it wrapped up this morning. Should be wrapping up like right around now-ish, uh, maybe about half an hour ago, because it ended about noon West Coast time. So that's, yeah, it'd been about 3 o'clock East Coast. Yeah, Right, Dave? Is that my math? That Your math is correct. It is 12.30 uh, out, out here right now. So as we record this on Sunday, and Sunday nothing ever happens at Comic-Con anyway. Nobody really watched anything. I think... I think uh, DP was interested in the new Looney Tunes panel. That that was the the scheduled panel to hit today that he was he was really excited about. But here's here's the great thing. We talked about this last week, and Dave and I we we talked a little bit about this. And, and Tony already has, has shared with us. You know, obviously he pinch hitting today. Didn't really jump in on this, so he's gonna give his thoughts on how some of this stuff goes as we sort of describe some things maybe that that interest him. But he he did say, "Don't throw it to me." Just to just throw it out there. And that's very fair. But I know we, Dave and I, had a chance to talk about some of the panels we wanted to check out. Some of the highlights, it really is hard to keep up with this stuff in the middle of a workday when you look at just every panel's an hour and there's 
12 hours worth of content coming out three days in a row. Thank goodness for sites that get paid to do that to, to kind of get us what's important. Cause like I said, it was a trailer blitz, but before we kind of get into that, you know, what were just, what did you like about Comic-Con this year? You, you know, and I cut you off earlier in the show, you were, you were starting to get into it a little bit, but just kind of your overall thoughts of this, this different format. And I, you know, I actually had a thought and an idea uh, and I, I don't want to get your opinion on it after just kind of watching this. So what did you think? I liked it. I mean, I, I thought it, it, there was a lot of content. There was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, like you bring up a good point. It's hard to keep up with all that stuff uh, in the middle of a work week, that sort of thing. And, and, and you know, kind of like when Comic-Con is normally going on, you go to various sites like uh, Gizmodo or IGN or, you know, comicbook.com or any of the other places. They kind of like amalgamate everything together and spit it out and say, well, here's all the stuff you really need to know. Um, you know, I thought the panels were good. Like I said, some of the ones are a little bit awkward. Like when we're going to, I know we're going to talk about the boys panel, but when you've got like right. 15 people sitting there staring at you, like, okay, this feels a little strange, but, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. A lot of information, a lot more information than I thought came out of there. There's, um, you, you know, it, it felt like the, the, by and large, the panels had a air of optimism to them, despite the, uh, the, you know, difficult situation that's going on. Most of the people are are talking like, hey, we're full steam ahead. Here's what we got going on. Here's some stuff that's happening. Here's some things to look at. Here's what we're planning. And uh, I mean, I was just glad to have some new information, you know, involving some movies. You know, you got some stuff with comics, a lot of stuff with comics going on, some of the TV shows going on, just a a lot of general overall information overload, you know, a lot more than I anticipated probably. So... Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we've been starved for news. And, and we, we even talked about it a few weeks ago when you kind of were looking. You just saw, there were some weeks when we we're trying to put together a rundown for the show. And I was like, well, I guess we'll talk about this three minute snippet of something that might happen. We spent, I, I mean, how many shows have we been like, and Mulan's been pushed back? Like we laughed about it, but we've spent a lot of time talking about movie release dates getting dropped and pushed back and kind of one of the visions we had for the show was being able to talk about news that was coming and then being able to review things as they come out and nothing's been coming out and so content has been challenging it's what precipitated us doing the 80s project a little bit earlier bringing a couple of the other list shows in and so to get that news dump and to see trailers whether it's shows that are coming out the the star trek panel which i know you were interested in did you happen to see the trailer for below decks by the way I didn't see that one, no. You should check out the trailer for Below Decks. It, it's a whole different universe of of Star Trek, about the people who kind of operate the shift that you don't see every day. Oh, cool. That sort of deal. It's, I think it's an animated show. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard something so, about that. Um, and I know some people were disappointed in it because they thought it was going to be, you know how it is, like you have this idea of what you want the show to be, and then like you see the trailer, and it doesn't really feel like that. Seems like it's something like that. I thought it looked pretty entertaining. I'm not as steeped into Star Trek lore the way Trekkies are, though. Can I ask a quick question, like sidestepping from Side Trek in that very genre? Uh, have you guys been on the Orville or Space Force? I heard Space Force wasn't good, so I have been avoiding it. Okay. Orville, I, Orville I mentioned at launch. Uh-huh. 
I, I think they're both great, honestly. From a from a comedic He's, standpoint, Seth MacFarlane, and then having um, Steve Carell on Space Force. If you enjoy deadpan and real dry humor, you'll enjoy Space Force. The cast is excellent, and cool. I like what they did with the Orville. I like Seth MacFarlane. So sorry, side little sidestep there in, in the nerd culture of the Trekkie world kind of lineage. No, hey, perfectly fine. I thought you were going to bring up Galaxy Quest, which is my favorite Star Trek parody of all time. <laughs> Didn't enjoy that. What? <laughs> Sorry. Man, Please we are just did. We are not. Last time, Tony, we'll ever be on Badwagon Nerds again. <laughs> Here was my thought, though, Dave. You mentioned something, and if things go back to normal, quote unquote normal, I think there's a. I think there's a place to continue a piece of a virtual con with San Diego Comic-Con, even if we bring back the big panels. Because the thing that I I found really interesting, and we talked about this last week, San Diego Comic-Con kind of got to go back to what it was when it started and being about comic books. used to be a big comic book industry convention where the DC and Marvel panel were about the stories that were going to be told, not the movies that were coming out and what has really happened to San Diego and a lot of cons in general is that they've started to become more of these entertainment expos that are, have been taken over by movie studios. You know, there was a, there was a twilight panel at San Diego comic-con. Like one of these, like it's not what it was. And that's nothing against you twihards out there. Like if you love twilight, more power to you. But it really changed the tenor of, of the convention. And you still had the cosplay and you still had the big events that were Hall H being MCU. So at least there was that tangential connection. But there were some really good panels that had to do with comic books, as you said, that probably don't get seen at a normal Comic-Con, even though they happen. Those are the sort of things I feel like they should record and not only stream, but do like they're doing right now. Keep those panels available at least for a limited time so that people can check them out. Because that, that's great for comic books. No, absolutely. I mean, most of the stuff that I really zoned in on was comic book related. I mean, there's a couple of them that I want to talk about that I'm very excited about. That that um, that I, I you know I watched either parts of the panel or, or watched some summaries or some interviews with some guys. And and, and yeah, I, I think that. Like you, you raise a good point. The last couple of years, especially like last year, remember last year when we were on the, you know, phase three had ended far from home was, was right. done. And Comic-Con last year was massive because everybody wanted, okay, what's in phase four, what's coming out. And that's all anybody cared about. And everything else has kind of got sucked under the tsunami of phase four. And, and this year was more streamlined and focused out of necessity. Sure. But at the same time, it did, it did, like you're saying, give you an opportunity to kind of catch up on some things that you otherwise might. I mean, like some of the stuff I caught, I never would have known that was going on if this was a normal year. I mean, I would have caught up something about it three months from now and say, oh, shit, well, well, I would have well, liked to see that. that. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. What are, what are some of those panels that you caught that caught your eye that you didn't expect to catch your eye? Well, I mean, I think like the first, I mean, I know we're going to, I imagine we're going to talk about the boys in a little bit since we just kind of reviewed the boys. Oh God, yes. And that panel. They drove a boat through a whale. There man. you go. We got to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I thought the Walking Dead panel was interesting where they're talking about yeah. the uh, the third, 
the third spinoff show, the uh, what is it, the World Beyond, I guess, which is a two yeah, season, Walking Dead World Beyond, uh, Beyond. which is yeah. ten years later in the apocalypse and that sort of thing. And I'm not even caught up on the regular Walking Dead and haven't really watched Fear the Walking Dead, although I hear that's great. But it's like okay, so there's a third show that's going to be ten years in the apocalypse, and I know it's loosely based or tied into what happened with Rick on the TV show because he gets carried away in a helicopter, but he thinks he's dead. But it's these three rings guys who the uh, I think the guy one of the guys I was uh, watching an interview calls them those rascals in those helicopters. So that was right. one of the ones that was that I, I liked. Um, the two comic central ones that I really liked. I mean, we're I imagine we'll talk and they did announce what the uh, season 10 finale for Walking Dead. They did announce the date for that is what? October 4th, October. Oct- yeah, right. Oct- right. Right. in time. For- and they're going to do a back to back. So it's going to be the Walking Dead season finale that we didn't get because it do because COVID and the premiere of the new show. Right. Right. The The world beyond. Right. It's going to be right after it. So it's going to, they're going to bookend. Yeah. I and mean, then, but they didn't announce the thing that's really important is that they didn't announce when season 11 is going to start like filming and get kicked off, but there's going to be like a six episode run of the walking dead show somewhere coming sometime. Right. Right. There was delightfully um, vague. <laughs> naturally there was a uh, lots of new mutant footage that we got from this. Yes. Thing, and I, Genu- I mean, man, I am so torn on that thing because it's like I'm cautiously optimistic, but it's like, guys, just fucking stream it already. You know, just stream right. it already. Get it out there. It's had such a tumultuous Here, run. Right. Here's my thing. I want it to be good. I've told you this. I want it to be good. And I'm worried it's going to it's going to Zack Snyder me <laughs> and, and just not be very good because because of its developmental hell. And you can you can reframe it however you want you can be like oh we shelled it for a couple of years or we did that when a movie was made to be released in 2018 and we're heading towards 2021 mm-hmm. and we're still trying to make this thing happen that's a red flag that's a warning sign now is it going to be artemis foul bat i hope not no but it, it looks very dark and 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 interesting right it's a horror movie yeah it, and that's the thing is it is a horror movie with x-men right which i think is awesome and or could be awesome. Right. I think that you know we talked about this before. You mentioned the previous year's Comic Con. Marvel's connection with horror comics and how that's been a big part of its psyche has has not been touched in the MCU outside of Blade. You know, you've got Blade. They did a Dracula comic, uh, Man Thing, which is a ripoff of the Swamp Thing, and DC has its own spate of horror comics as well. But that's what really I would hope with the new mutants and what um, it really has the possibility and the potential to be excellent. But with its production, hell, I just worry we're seeing what is the good footage. You know what I mean? Where they just show you the good stuff. Right. Can I, can I ask a quick question? So you're talking yeah. about X-Men and everything doing a horror movie-ish kind of thing, right? Right. And we, we had... Wolverine's daughter, right? Wasn't that movie Logan or something like that? Yeah, right. X two three. And was it? Wasn't that more? Wasn't that a darker kind of take on that? Oh yeah. Story as well. Do you think that that was kind of? Do you think they were thinking of this ahead of time and were? Hey, let's kind of transition a little bit. Let's let's throw a tester out there that isn't quite that far. 
I think I think that there was a direction with Marvel and Fox to do something different with the X-Men franchise because of how much they were struggling with it and that this is a place where they could find some potential. The old man Logan story, which is the basis of the Logan movie, it's very is it in and of itself is very dark and kind of gritty. And so worked really, really well with the way that they transition. And again, old man Logan that you see in the comics, very different than the old man Logan in the movie, but the it's in the spirit of it. And New Mutants is much the same way. Like New Mutants comics did take on a horror bent uh, in the in the pages. And so how that translated, because these are teenagers who are in an asylum. They're being held in an asylum and being tortured. Like that's the basic story that I, from what I gather out of the footage we've seen so far. And then trying to break free of this asylum, asylum that's experimenting on them. Maturing that, that franchise, I think the it hits on something that I think you're, you're onto Tony, that it, it distinguishes itself from what we always get. And that's it. It's almost like keeping them together under one umbrella in an academy of sorts. Right. Very clever. I see what you did there. I like it. (laughs) Nice nod to umbrella Academy there. Very, very well done. Tony. See, see Dave, what our, our listeners are smart enough to know the joke, man. You didn't have to, yeah, do it. I'm just complimenting Tony on his creativity. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves had some presence at the uh, Comic Con. We had he the, did. Uh, the uh, big news about Bill and Ted, I guess we should discuss. We did get the, a second trailer, which was. We did get a second which trailer. Which I liked much better. And the biggest news of yeah. all is that September 1st, theaters, <laughs> assuming any theaters are open, but if they're not open, then you get to go and stream it at home. Theaters are open by me. Well, let's go to theaters Wisconsin have, then. Theaters have allegedly opened in parts of Massachusetts around me as well. So I don't see them opening in California anytime soon, guys. Yeah, well, you guys fucked it up. Yeah, we did. That's your fault. We did. Way to go, California. Yeah, I I gotta tell you, the I don't know why. Maybe I'm forgiving it because I have such a fond place in my heart for the first two movies, but just Seeing them on the screen, still doing the character, still, you're gonna, still being able to nail the voices. I'm probably going to be way more forgiving of this movie than Justice League. Yeah, I could see that. And, that, and, 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 and yeah, I just did. I don't know. It looks goofy. I love that it's going to involve their daughters and their role in helping them write the song that's going to save the world. I love that we're clearly going to look at different variations of Bill and Ted throughout time, which I think is fun. Though I'm still mildly, I don't know how you are, I'm mildly disturbed by muscle-bound, jacked-up prison Bill and Ted. <laughs> I just want to know how they got there. You know, what did you guys do to land yourself in prison and get all roided out, you know? I love what, what Keanu's I love what Keanu's doing for Alex Winter and the fact that he, for so long, he's like, I'm not doing this without him. Right. And that's right. that's great to see that kind of stuff, especially in Hollywood. Like Keanu doesn't need the money. He's like, you want this? This is how it's going to happen because he ain't doing it without me. That's for sure. And a good friend of mine at work who very much enjoys this show and, and a winner is you because uh, he's a big nerd, even more so of a music nerd. But I said, are you going to go watch it? And he's like, of course. I go, well, what do you, th- how good do you think it's going to be? He goes, no, I think it's going to be so horrible that I love it that much. That's how he described it. And I completely agree with him. I got, oh, yeah, ho- I got hope for so it. So bad it's good. I got hope for it. 
but it can be bad and, and still be sure. fun though. Like, right. But I mean, you think about it. We're what a little over a month away from it then. And that's going to be a movie that we're definitely going to want to review. No polls for that one, folks. That one's just no. going, that one's just going up. So, so he says, yeah. <laughs> also they had, um, he did a Constantine panel, didn't he? Keanu Reeves. He did. They did a 15th, uh, 15th anniversary of Constantine, which still blows my mind that that movie's 15 years old. I remember seeing that one in the theater in college and yeah, it was, I didn't watch that panel. I missed it, but yeah, they did a, they did do a, a Constantine panel where they sort of talked about the sequel that never was. Yeah. I think was, was one of the bits on it. Like we almost got a second Constantine movie, but it fell apart involving Jesus. <laughs> so it's like, which, but I mean, you look at the character and what he does, like it makes a lot of sense. They yeah. dealt with the arcade. I mean, they dealt with the angel Gabriel in the first one. So right. it's not like, like that book, like that book steeped in biblical stories. Jesus would be a part of it. That's yeah. to me. That's not a surprise at all. We didn't get much news on the, uh, on the DC front, like nothing about justice league dark that I could really come across. They did talk about uh death metal, the sequel to like uh, uh metal that they've still got right. coming out. And that looks like it's, it's fun. I got to get caught up on that whole thing. Um, geez, you know, what were some of the other stuff we talked about the walking well, dead? Go ahead, Patrick. Well, let me, let me tell you what did excite me is that there was confirmation that they are still working on a spawn reboot movie mm-hmm. in the Todd McFarlane interview. Uh, I missed the documentary. It actually aired on sci-fi this past weekend and I forgot to record it. So now I got to hope I catch a replay, but they're teasing the surprise, something that's going to get fans really excited. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm just hopeful Angelica shows up uh, as part of Spawn, that she was one of my favorite characters as the angel sent down to, to take Spawn out, who then becomes an ally. Just such a such a fun, fun comic. Sam and Twitch need to be in there again. Just, I, I love Spawn. We talked about this. I loved oh, that I comic. Absolutely. And so I really, I really want a movie that does it justice. And we haven't had that happen yet. You got to watch the animated series. Yeah, definitely. Staying on Image Comics, though, and stuff that's come from Mm -hmm. Image, which is Spawn, they had a panel involving some a couple of guys. I forget what their names were. But Image has got something coming out which sounds fascinating to me. And it's it's something called, what is it, Crossover. And I don't know if you heard about this. So the general Mm -hmm. concept is... It's it's like they were saying that, you know, how DC and Marvel every year, basically, they have some big mega event at the end of the cycle, which is like a big crossover event, and it gets everybody involved in either the DC or the Marvel universe. So the concept for this is like, what if a crossover event was real? And I'm like, well, they are real within the context of the comics, but it's like, no, no. What if a crossover event was actually bleeding into reality or something was happening? What And and when you're listening to them describe this event, which I think the book comes out in November, they're starting it. Um, I got the impression that there's at least the possibility that you're going to get some DC and Marvel characters and cameos in an image comics Maybe crossover too. event. Um, you know, it'd be cool. It would be great. I mean, if, if you get, and I mean, if they're going to do something like that, and like somebody, I was talking to somebody this morning and say, yeah, maybe the people at image that DC and Marvel were pissed off at are gone. And now they're willing to work with them a little bit more. Uh, but I mean, if you're going to have a mega crossover event like that, where you've got probably the three biggest comic mi- uh, distributors uh, or, or authors, publishers out there all working together to tell some engrossing story. Um, I've seen some of the artwork, which looks a little bit interesting, but this this has some big potential to me. I was fascinated 
listening to these guys and, and they were very who was it it was uh donnie cates and jeff shaw were being interviewed i saw the interview on ign and cool. what they're discussing is they're playing it really really close to the vest and not giving anything away but this sounds like a mega event in the making that could be a boon for image comics and yeah if you're gonna get a superman and an iron man cameo and and spawn thrown in there as well maybe hey let's get the walking dead thrown in as well just to fuck things up i, I want spawn and deadpool to encounter each other that's <laughs> a but that's a buddy comic that i need to see made book that book it <laughs> that would be awesome DP would be ringing dp would be ringing the bell right now oh heck yeah so let's get lobo in the, there too let him let him join the party lobo sucks <laughs> anyway We'll, we'll leave that for another show. Amazon Prime was all over Comic Con this week as they dropped all kinds of their their shows that were that are upcoming. I mentioned this panel. I finally got to see. I got to see the trailer for Simon Pegg's Truth Seekers, mm. and, and it did everything I wanted it to do. So it's it's taking it's a mocking take on paranormal investigation shows, and I'm I'm forgetting. Simon Pegg's best buddy that does all those movies with him. I'm forgetting his name. Do you happen to know his name off the top of my head? No. Off the top of your head? No. No, you're killing me. Sorry. Um, and of course, it's not in the awesome rundown that you gave me for my GN. Anyway, <laughs> that best buddy, the guy, the guy who plays in that role, he um he is like the this head paranormal investigator. That's going around, and it looks like Simon Pegg actually plays like the villain in some way, shape, or form. It was really like, he looks really mysterious and kind of eerie. Comedy all over the place with like ghosts and haunted houses. Probably my highlight for me was at one point the head investigator is walking with this other guy. And he's like, "There's like an elevator shaft or something," and he's like, "Hold up, I've been doing this for 20 years. I'll handle this." And he just leans over the leans over the edge of the thing. And he's like. Are there any ghosts out there? <laughs> and I, that, and that's just the whole deal. So I think that's going to be a good show on Prime. I think that, like we said before, horror comedy, you can't go wrong with Simon Pegg. And, and I think they've got a home run here on this one. That show is called Truth Seekers. going to be a funny take on paranormal investigation. And, and just the trailer, go check out the trailer. It's available now. You can find it anywhere. Take a look. Did you have a chance? I didn't get a chance to see this one, but I really wanted to. The, the Marvel 616 on Disney Plus panel. Did you see anything for that? I, I didn't see that. I Well, I saw a little bit about that. And, and and some of the stuff that, I guess, interviews that they were doing that were... So 616 is almost something that's probably going to have to be mandatory on this show because it's all, it's all behind the scenes in Marvel. Not so much the MCU as just Marvel right. comics. And, and like they, they had a great segment. They were talking about Black well, Panther. And for the, un, for the uninitiated... Marvel 616 is the prime reality in all of the universe, right. in the Marvel universe reality. Correct. So 616 would be like Earth. Right. We as are, we know. Yeah, Earth. We are 616. Earth Prime in the DC universe is Earth 616 in the Marvel universe and that sort of thing. So uh but yeah, like they were talking to an interview about Black Panther and just the evolution of the character and how he's evolved and become much more central to all the stuff that Marvel's going on. And they're going to do that with so many characters and so many storylines that it's going to be just this great behind the scenes expose, not expose, but just like a look at 
Marvel characters and and what makes them and and I mean that's going to be yeah, I'll be going to Disney Plus to watch that all the time. You know, that that I didn't that I saw some interviews and that sort of thing. I didn't catch the panel. I maybe caught like 10 minutes of it and, and some other stuff, but it's right. a fascinating show for me because I love the backstory as to what the thought process was. Why did you do Civil War this way or why did you kill off the Hulk in right. Civil War 2 that way or what's what the hell's up with the Beyonder and Secret Wars? I mean, I hope they're going to go into stuff like that. The questions that we've all had as we've I, gone through. I, I do too. It's just one of those things. There hasn't been a good Marvel documentary made since 2014. And so to have a documentary series about Marvel, I think it's it was a, it's low-hanging fruit for Disney. But out of everything that's happened with Disney taking over Marvel, probably one of the things that most excites me about this relationship is that we are going to get a look behind the curtain, so to speak. And hearing what you just described there about it, not just being maybe about the movies, that maybe it's going to be some background about the comics and and different um, storylines that have been popular from there. I think that that's, that's way more enriching than what I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be exciting to hear it talking about movies. So I didn't get the impression it was about the MCU so much because there's so many behind the scenes. Do- right. Anytime you buy one of those movies now, uh, it comes with 25, yeah, fe- features. 25 featurettes that are all behind the scenes. So if they're actually going to take it and talk about, you know, what went into it and tie the movies, if they're going to talk about backstory comics and tie that into the actual movies, man, that's going to be awesome. Oh yeah, Totally. Before we get to the boys, I figure we'll wrap up our Comic-Con talk talking about the boys and that panel. Well, let me let I, me ask you this then. I want to get your thoughts okay. on this. DC did announce a Watchmen sequel. Oh, the Rorschach thing? Yeah, yeah. And I know I know Watchmen is like the one Zack Snyder movie that you don't hate. And I know you like the graphic I don't novel. Hate the mo- I don't hate <laughs> that movie. I do like the... And it's true. He's, he's not bullshitting. I, I've, I've gone on the record. I... So here's the thing is everything that's been done as a follow-up to Watchmen, I've, I've actually enjoyed quite a bit. And if you haven't seen the show, the HBO Watchmen show, you need to watch it. It's amazing. Regina King is phenomenal in that movie or in that show. It's, oh, it's so great. And you just watch it. Just watch it. So I, I saw, I saw that it got, I saw that it got announced I'm always kind of cautiously optimistic about about stuff like that because they really haven't missed too badly on a lot of these sequels. I think that it is I think that you got to be careful with it if that makes sense in sort of how far you go and how many stories you tell because I think there's a universe there to explore, you know, and it's it's always fascinating because you know the alternate reality of like Nixon being president forever and never getting Forster's on now it's things president, like that. president Redford apparently is in the sequel yeah, president Redford. So like that, that's always been a fascinating look. I think that they took so much of what Alan Moore wrote and did a pretty good job of staying faithful to his material. And given how crazy Alan Moore is, that's pretty impressive. True. And you're seeing that, that, that series and those characters and those books continue to produce. And so I think it just needs to be, carefully done, well plotted out. And so far when they've done these sequels and they've done these follow-ups, it's worked. So I think it could be a good thing. Last thing I wanted to mention before we go to the boys, and I promised the nerd bandwagoners out there that I would get you riled up talking about a a rise of Skywalker tie-in. So um, one thing Marvel did talk a little star Wars, uh, but not the movies, but they've got a new Darth Vader series 
in the comics that have come out, which is really Marvel does the Star Wars comics really, really well. And they pulled something with the launch of Darth Vader where it almost seemed like Padme had come back from the dead. And I don't want to spoil too much for people who haven't read this, but it wasn't her. It was like one of her decoys. And we saw that like, yeah, in uh, right. Attack of the Clones and that sort of thing, Revenge of the Sith and that sort of stuff. Um, so it was fascinating to me because they were talking about how we all perceive Star Wars a certain way, like Empire Strikes Back, Luke's reaction to discovering that Darth Vader is his father and his, that's not true, that's impossible, and then, you know, that whole sort of thing. But the comics take it from the approach of Vader's reaction because they were saying how Vader got rejected by Padme when he told her basically the same sort of stuff he was telling Luke in Empire Strikes Back. So now he's confronted with this, you know, his belief that he killed her and it, it kind of spins it a little bit and gives it Vader's perspective and almost tries to humanize him slightly. But anyway, that, that news notwithstanding, they're supposedly going to tie in this Darth Vader series to something in Rise of Skywalker. Now, I don't know how they're going to do that. And we know Vader and the Emperor had a very close relationship until he killed him. So how they're going to tie this all in together, I don't know. But that's the... Uh, Patrick looks like he's going to have a, uh, a conniption here or something. It's not a commit. It's not a conniption that it's being written. The conniption, this goes back to what I talked about last week with, with star Wars. When you need this sort of stuff to tell stories in movies that are made to make it all make sense or to, to create some light and illumination to the story that was told in the film, that's problematic and dumb and tells you that you put together a poor narrative in your film. That's my, that's my soapbox. I'm not going to stand on it too tall. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm curious. Okay. How are they going to tie this in? Because Vader has been dead for what? 30 <laughs> years when that stuff was going right. on. So how does this all make sense? It won't. No, none of it, it makes sense, Dave. It'll make none more sense. In the, sense. It'll make more sense in the comics. Maybe. Hopefully. Probably, because you have more room to tell your story. So my um, my other panel before we go into the boys was I did I did catch snippets of the Charlize Theron interview that I wanted to, to take a look at, Evolution of, the ba- of a Badass. Nothing really earth-shattering there, other than it's just a really great interview and story about how she ended up being someone who's cast in all these different roles where she plays a badass, you know, from Furiosa to, to Eon Flux to all those folks. And so I um, loved it. Let me ask you, I'd heard that she had kind of indicated the reason she did the old guard is because neither Marvel or DC has called her for a role yet. It's, was there anything is, like that? Which is criminal. Yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's nuts to think that that's a thing that happens. Like, how can you not look at her and be like, that's someone we should cast in a film. I mean, I could see definitely in the Marvel. I don't know about DC doesn't have a lot. I mean, you got Wonder Woman. She's not going to go in anything Birds of Prey. Maybe she'd be good as Zatanna in Justice League Dark, perhaps. No, but I think no, she'd be better. There's better roles for her on the Marvel side of things, for sure. Yeah, I just, I mean, there's there's role. And we're thinking in terms of heroes, she could also be a villain. No Ooh, problem. That's true. Like Catwoman. Anyway, she could be Cheetah. She can't be cheetah, though. I did you see that oh, there's a photo some. now floating around of um, Kristen Kristen Wig? 
oh, as right, right, right in the cheetah look. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard something about it's it. It's out there. There's an image. It's it, it actually. It's funny the way that we've gotten snippets of this look, but it's like a hologram poster sort of look. So it's not showing you everything, but you definitely get a clearer view. It looks pretty cool. I, I think it looks pretty good. She so give be, it a give it a look. See, but she'll be poison just, ivy. Who should be poison ivy? Sure, Charlize Theron. She could be poison ivy. I just need her to do ninja kicks. Okay. Poison Ivy, you know, like she wasn't really a ninja kicker. That, like, but that was the thing that was really cool about this interview and the things that she was talking about is that she, um, just the different type of training that she's gone through over different times and the different ways she's learned how to kick your ass in, in all these different characters. It's it's fascinating Ooh, to me. It's great. She could and be. I just thought of it. Razal Ghoul's daughter. Talia. Could, yeah, there you go. That she might could work. be Talia. I mean, we killed her in, in that Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. That doesn't so. count. That doesn't count. I know, you know that. that's that's not the prime DC universe, right? That's not the six one six DC not e- universe. Not anymore, apparently. So, here's the thing: is I think you could find any number of good comic book roles for Charlize Theron, and she would she would hit the mold, and it wouldn't be a problem, and everybody'd be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Like she could have been an Eternal, for God's sakes! Yeah. Like we could we could have cast her in the Eternals. We didn't do that. She's I don't know. Maybe they just it's the same thing with Keanu. They, there's been a like it took them forever to get Keanu Reeves into the DC universe or Marvel universe. And I think they finally are closer. Maybe they actually got into something. I can't remember. I don't. Remember. But he's one that they've he's one that they've wanted but haven't found the right role for. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Oh shit, that would be awesome. Just, no spitballing, Marvel. If you're listening, Kevin Feige. <laughs> We've cast your Doctor Doom, my friend. Hey, Kevin, if you're listening, uh, no. How about some money? I mean, he'd probably be a pretty good Reed Richards, too, if we really wanted to as well. Yeah. Um, but it sounds would, like they've would, got that I role. Be a character less, I, I, I just want somebody not vanilla. I don't want him to be in a character that's vanilla, like Reed what Richards if, is vanilla. What if Bill and Ted traveled to the Marvel Universe? <laughs> they would face off with Howard the Duck and be in Mojoverse. That's Would you not watch movies. that movie, Bill and Ted? Oh, I'd watch, I'd watch the hell Duck. That'd be perfect. My nephew's been telling me about this Marvel story, Cosmic Ghost Rider. This is all about like yeah. killing baby Thanos, and it's just the most crazy shit ever. Uh, there's even a Howard the Duck morphing with something else in that. One day I'll have to watch it, but or read it. Excuse me, I don't want to watch it. That'd be fucked up. I did have one disappointing panel. And it was also mentioned, I think, on the IO9. There's a there's a Hellstrom's show. Yeah. That uh, the IO9 headline was, "There's a Hellstrom show happening." That's and like that's the tweet. <laughs> that's like right. that was it. Like this is a thing that is still happening. It's like the most and, and their footage was just re- it was just really disappointing. It was really bland. It didn't really tell you anything. And it just, it's the one Hulu Marvel show that's still limping along mm. and has gotten made to at least the point of one season. So more power to them. I was hoping for better. But enough about that. Let's get to the boys. They drove yeah. through a whale yeah. in the clip. They did. They did. It made the, dolph- the, the dolphins try to make. Yeah. The deep fucks up again. Oh, poor guy. God, I feel so bad for him. Everything he touches just turns to a bloody mess. 
Tony, I'm telling you, as a DC fan, you should really check out the boys because oh, they're should. all rooted in DC characters, man. Dude, like, just binge watch when that. The, when the leaves start turning color here, I will have time to catch back up again, and then and hopefully at that point I can be uh, available enough to add some positive and and you know uh, distinct insight here once in a great while. I'm having a great time being back. It's great to be talking with you guys again. There's going to be so much shit happening this fall between the Boys season two, Umbrella Academy season two, Mandalorian season two. One day we'll you get know, the Witcher in, get... in Lock and Key, but yeah, I was like, we didn't get I... Lock and Key. I just a quick thing. Something dropped for me today that I'm going to watch right after this until I pass out. And uh, season ten of Shameless is on Netflix now. So uh, if you're a Shameless what? fan with William H Macy, William it's H. a Macy, yes. series. Um, I actually initially started it when I had a Showtime. I think it was Showtime subscription, and um, and then lost that and was thrilled to see it come to Netflix for the last three seasons. So. As someone who started legitimately started this series with the first episode over ten years ago, I am thrilled to watch that afterwards. That's a little bit of my nerddom. Thank you for indulging me. <laughs> You're quite welcome. Absolutely. So, Dave, what did you take away from the panel? You, you've noted a couple of times how it's kind of awkward. I got to say, doing a Skype of you know eight to twelve people. Yeah. Or a. Uh, or a Zoom or any of those sort of things. It's never easy to do. Even with a three-person booth doing doing a podcast, sometimes you get those weird silences. It's like, do I go? Do you go? Who's gone? Anybody gone? What's going on? Yeah, everybody's but just kind of look away from the panel. Everybody's just kind of looking at you and you're just kind of like, uh, is somebody gonna talk here? You know, I just kind of like listening to um <laughs> I forget the guy who plays Homelander. Just some of what he's talking about, and, and and it just it just sounds like things are not going to get much better. They're just going to co- continually get worse. The uh, dynamics with with Starlight and and everything going on, and and I don't remember everything about it because yeah, after the whale scene, I just kind of like was like, damn, that just uh, that drove, just kinda, drove yeah, a boat through a whale. They did, they did. Uh, what are I mean? They didn't give away a whole lot, that's for sure. I didn't see any. Nope. It, they were tight-lipped about that, and that's all fine and great. But um, yeah, I don't think you have to. No, uh, was I was I any more or less excited about season two than I was before I watched the panel? Probably not. But at the at the same time, it is, that that scene really it does get you thinking. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the deep is just fucked, and he can't do anything right. And there's going to be some new characters with some different powers. Yep. And that's going to be and cool. They were really quiet about that too. Like they, they didn't really reveal anything about any of these new characters. They were very coy. They were very coy, which when your show is premiering in a month, basically probably not a terrible idea. Right. And I mean, I, Carl Urban talked quite a bit, you know, too much. Maybe <laughs> I did yeah. not. A-, a train looks very different in real life that he does on the show. You know, on the show, he's like kind of bald and, and on, on that thing. It's like, wow, he's got hair and all that sort of stuff. And, and, uh, he, he looked, they, they, it was, it was cool to see them all kind of out of like the girl who plays Kamiko cause she never talks yep. and to hear her and <laughs> she's so well-spoken and so eloquent that you're like, holy shit, that it, it, it's like, you're used to, I, I'm used to equating her to who she is on the show which is silent right. but deadly, not to equate her to a fart or anything like that. You know, I didn't mean to say it that way. But then you listen to her talk, and she's so good. And, and, and I mean, that, that was cool. Uh, I, I mean, I liked the panel. 
it's it was great right. to get their like their like their take on things, like especially season one. But yeah, there nothing really got progressed, nor would I have expected it to, as far as what's coming. But that one scene with the whale, yeah. If you haven't seen that, that that's that's rough. Peta not happy. Peta's not happy about it. Well, I mean, Peta's got to know at this point that no real whales were harmed. I would making hope this so. I, I I still think I actually find the dolphin one still more disturbing than because you saw what was going to happen with the whale. You yeah. saw as it was turning to cut him off with Butcher driving the boat that he was going to drive the boat into the whale and kill the whale. With the dolphin, you just don't see it coming. Yeah. And yeah. then it, you, not only does the dolphin fly out of the va- window van, but then to get run over by a truck, it's just like, it's it's just ho- mind, mind-blowingly horrifying. And the dolphin makes eye contact with you as it's going through the window. Uh, just... So twisted. Tony's like, I got to watch this. <laughs> you got to watch the show, Tony. I'm telling you. I'll even, I might watch it on Poipus. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oh boy, the puns are flowing today, everybody. Puns are flowing. Yeah, so nothing. The one thing that you kind of brought up that I thought is really true to to what this panel ended up doing is that a lot of these panels were just, you got a lot of good insight into processes, creative processes, where people were going, not a lot of what's coming just kind of a lot of sort of reflecting on what was outside of those movie trailer ones. Like you got a little bit of that out of new mutants. You got a lot of talking about what's coming and exciting about the film because it's a big press run. But for a lot of these shows, a lot of it was just talking about the experience of making that show. And of course how COVID-19 has fucked everything up. Yeah. And they, they, and they didn't even spend that much time really acknowledging the pandemic. It was just understated. Everybody understood. We all like no one. It's not like you don't have to mention it every second right now. It's like we know we're fucked. Right. Thank you for reminding us. Well, entertainment's fucked. True. But anyway, cockroaches will still survive too. We'll be all right. Anyway, probably water bugs too, bastards. So that'll put a bow on our overview of San Diego Comic Con for what it was and for what they were working through. I really thought that it was well done. Good on San Diego for putting something together for folks. And if you haven't got a chance, some of those panels are still up on the San Diego Comic-Con YouTube channel. A lot of them are only up for a limited time. So you want to make sure you get up there and check them out if you haven't gotten around to it before they're taken down and gone forever. Before we head out, as always, I have a question. But this, this week, I went off nerd topic because opening day baseball happened this week. Happened on Thursday. Yankees and Nationals played five whole innings. Six. That must have been three. Oh, was it six? My bad. It was an official Sorry. game. They got to the six. Oh, that's right. Because who, who won, won that on game Saturday? again? I forgot. The Yankees won. And the Yankees won today. Just went final. Just right now. Oh, you lost the series. We did. Which, in a 60-game ser- season, uh, that's, well, bad. it would have been devastating until they expanded the field and said, hey, you know what? Everybody's making the playoffs this year. <laughs> So I get my question is baseball's back. We've had a we've had a few games in. I happen to know that some of us might have games on in the backgrounds right now. How are we doing? How are we doing with baseball so far? Three games in. Season over. <laughs> 
no. <laughs> Go ahead, Tony. What do you think? What are your thoughts, man? I'm watching the Brewers right now. I I had the chance. We I got up north Friday, uh, four hour drive. Beautiful country. Northern woods of Wisconsin is just really scenic, and you know, lots of lots of great uh, scenery there to look at uh, landscape wise. So we get up there and we head up to the bar and we get there right as the game starts. And it was great. It was nice to watch baseball again, right? Just like it's going to be nice this week to watch basketball again. And then the following week, you're going to watch the NHL again, right? And we'll see how long these last, but it's great. We're playing the Cubs and this is Milwaukee, Chicago thing. And it doesn't matter where you are in the country. You know that Wisconsin, Illinois is a rivalry regardless of basketball, baseball, football, and even hockey on the minor league level, okay? Uh, the Chicago Wolves, I believe, and uh, the Milwaukee Admirals, uh, two wonderful AHL teams. Yeah. How Go is ahead, it Milwaukee Dave. doesn't? Uh, how is it Milwaukee doesn't have an NHL team? Well, the Bradley Center was built for an NHL team, actually, um, and they didn't want to put up the fifty million dollar non refundable get your team or not after they declared that after they built that. So that became the Bucks Arena for a while, and now they have a better one. But getting back to baseball, I'll propose this to you guys. What are your thoughts on the changes? What are your thoughts on eight teams making it? I love it this year for this year only. Okay, the uh, top two teams in each division and then by record the next two after that. What do you think of the schedule? You only play your own division and the matching division in the opposite league. And then more importantly... We had a, a scenario last night where we went to extra innings and a guy starts on second base and the pitchers, pardon my language, pardon, pardon my French, fucking hate it. So, yeah. and the DH is going to, but the DH is going to carry forward. So I, I like a lot of the things that are happening. I think this is awesome. It's a sprint. It's 37% of the season. So right. you can actually imagine each game is just under three and a little bit more than two and a half. So one series, if you split, you split. If you go two and one, you actually probably got three games on them. Yeah, I um, I like I'm kind of I like some changes. I don't love others. I think for given the length of season that we have being 60 games, I think expanding the playoffs makes a lot of sense because if you look at baseball and the way that 162 season 62 game season plays out. You get those teams that are just blistering hot to start a season and then melt and vice versa. Like the Nationals last year, I think is a great example. Like the Nationals did not start strong at all. Like people left them for dead. Oh, yeah. And then they went on, you know, the mother of all tears to wrap up a season. So I think expanding the playoffs is definitely a way to. I guess kind of give it a little bit more of a true champion and result out of it just because you're, you're sort of playing with numbers. I don't love it as a as a every season moving forward sort of thing, as you just sort of brought up, Tony. I, I, I like that the thing that's always nice about baseball is there's a lot of separation that kind of happens towards the end of a season as you play over that 162 games to where you don't need 16 teams in the playoffs. I mean, that's half the league. I mean, it's over half the league. And that to me, that's like, what are you playing for if over half the league gets, can get into the playoffs? I hate the runner on second rule, but I get it. 
I argue that the one solution that they have in baseball that they haven't used to make the game faster, they don't use, and that's getting rid of the home plate umpire calling balls and strikes. You make it an automatic umpire with a with the set strike zone, and you will have more punch outs and you'll have more balls in play because the strike zone doesn't change. You put the earpiece in the umps, and if it beeps twice, it's a strike. If it beeps once, it's a ball, and no one right. can come out and argue with it. He goes, I, I don't call it. It happened here. Take it up after the game. There's exactly. no arguing with that. The batters don't get in and out of the box. I wonder, that, was, that was an hour-and-a-half conversation Friday night at the bar with the people that were watching right. the Brewer game, and I brought that up, and people, we just started talking about it, and I 1,000% agree because you're at home, you're watching it, you can see the square. You know that the yep. technology is there to let you know exactly where the ball is when it crosses the front of the plate between the back corners of the plate before it starts going down right. to diamond shape, and that's the strike zone, right? So, uh, yeah, great point. Yeah, like tennis uses that technology. Remember people used to always argue about balls being in and out? Now the clay marks. Yeah, now there's clay no... Clay marks ar- in the French Open. Exactly. Now there's no argument about that. Um, I, I think like the... I mean, I, I like expanding the playoffs. I love the fact that baseball is back. Yeah, it's weird when you're playing in stadiums where there's nobody there. And, you know, like the Dodgers watching them the other night uh, where they got the cardboard cutouts of the people <laughs> behind home plate, which is kind of fun. And then like the Braves game yesterday, the guy hits a home run and they got three cardboard cutouts of dogs way out there in right field. The guy hits one of them. It's amazing, you know. Um the runner on second thing, I kind of equate that to like a shootout in hockey. I don't mind it for the regular season as long as they don't do that in the postseason. And I hope they're not going to do that in the postseason. They're not. Okay. They're not. Then, then then, it's like, all right, it's kind of like the shootout in hockey sort of situation. It's like, all right, we just need a result here. We need. We don't want this to go on all night. Let's get this over with. Okay, that's fine. And if you're going to expand the playoffs, that's good. But I, I love the fact that baseball is back. Uh, basketball starting up hockey the mls playoffs have reached the knockout stage which is going to be exciting as well football's gearing up in some fashion this might be the only time in history where you've got the major four sports and then you know mls can be arguably the fifth one all going on at the same time meaningful games all happening at once with golf's three majors of the year going to happen during all of this right right everything's starting up I was going to ask you guys, what do you think of the uh, Seattle Kraken? Oh, oh, I love it. I love it in so many ways. I love the All name. Of the teal. I love the fact that when they, they come out, they're going to say, release the Kraken. Yes. Right? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, they're going to have Kraken dogs. They're going to, the logo with the S that looks like a, a, a squid with the tentacles and the red eye. And then the secondary logo, the anchor with the space needle on top of it. It's brilliant. It's excellently executed. Yeah, one of the Yeah, I'm, best. I'm on board too. And then we yeah, go I to just... the opposite spectrum and the Washington football team. Uh, you know, I knew It should be WTF, not WFT. <laughs> I knew if I talked about sports on this show that Dave was going to have to bring up his Washington football team. Uh, you know, I feel like you've been wallowing in this like pit of, of sad Washington football despair. I mean, it's bad enough your team is trash, but now you don't even have like like a real name. I'm sorry, I have a man. Proposal. I have a proposal for your team that's coming off of a poor mascot team name choice and a front office that's been accused of being very old school to the point 
point of ignorant in the current times. <laughs> that what and we're I'll, that's, it? that's 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 being polite, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> why not adopt the future of sports in America? Because it's going to catch on. It's slowly catching on. But if we're so anti-football, soccer here, if we weren't, you could be the DC FC, and that would be pretty cool to have DC on one side of the helmet and FC on the other side. But that's a very European forward thinking kind of thing. Well, the problem is you've already got DC United. So I don't know if DC FC would be, I don't know. Yeah. Are they, is the NFL really worried about what here's, here's the American attitude. Oh, really worried about what NFL is going to say. Yeah. It's going to help them only. I heard that uh, Snyder tried to trademark Washington warriors. And the native, the same Native American group that was against the Redskins, kind of said, "No, nah, that's too close to the uh, old name. We don't want that as well." So, no, I can't believe that he's so stupid that he would have tried that. I mean, like, well, the problem is, it's like he just never. And like I've said it on other places, I you know I don't like Max Kellerman, uh, you know I I don't at all. But he was right that it just shows the arrogance of Dan Snyder that he never gave a moment's thought to changing the name. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been caught with their pants down like this. I mean, right. the onion on the head when they came out and they were like, yes, Washington, Washington Redskins change name to DC Redskins. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, gosh. Good deal. It's going to be okay, Dave. Hey, the color, the color scheme is going to be the same. I mean, it is going to be, they're going to have the color, the helmets with the numbers on the side. It's going to look like Penn State or Notre Dame. Burgundy and gold, they're keeping the colors. Really, all they did was they removed the logo and the team name. It's still the same, and I think they'll be they they should be much improved this year. If they you know play. that's what we say every year during during the well before yeah. the season starts. Wait, who's your every team? The year, Bears. I, every year, I tell myself the Bears are going to be okay this year. Yeah. I mean, and then reality sets in, and we crater three games into the season, and we're done. <laughs> so Tony's a fat you know, man. Know. This you know, year, Nick Foles is the answer. Packers quarterback is ever. What's that? Fourth best Green Bay Packers quarterback ever. Oh, it's Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, or no, oh, it's no. Jay Cutler. No, it's Jay, it's Jay Cutler. It's Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. But uh, that, I think, is a, a fair enough note. Nah, my Bears are trash, man. You can, you can, you don't have to apologize for that. Man, my old man is a Packers fan, and so that's that's just old. Smart guy. That's old hat. No, nah, my problem was I was in second grade in 1985 when the Bears oh. rolled over everybody. Oh, and yeah. I just thought that was how it was going to be. Like, just believed it. And then it and that's not how it was going to be. In fact, we lost to the Washington football team the next year. You can call terrible. them the Redskins, Patrick. It's all nope, right. Nope, that, that's not their <laughs> name anymore, though, man. It got, it got canceled. So, But in the record books, it'll say. Actually, Washington you guys, wait, they lost in 86 and 87 to the Skins, didn't they? I don't know. I, I know they lost to the Washington football team. I don't know. I don't know these skins you're talking about. Yes. Daryl so, Daryl Green's punt return with some Indian, yeah, Indian on his helmet. That's right. I will say that it, it didn't help that the entire team imploded because Dickett was a terrible coach and we screwed over Buddy Ryan. But anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it this week. We gave you a little flavor of some three-man weave action here to, to wrap up the show. Sure a little did. different. Yeah. Cheap plug for the podcast. woo which I've guessed it on myself once. Um, that I was, was a good time. I was going to guest on it, but uh, Platt was apparently Black partying. Drunk. <laughs> Platt got drunk. Uh, <laughs> you can 
bury him. I, I don't want to. I love Platt, but yeah, he was a little. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we've buried like, Drake on this show. We might as well right. bury Platt too. Platt like, was like, <laughs> I, I think I've been celebrating too much today. We got that condo, and I, I don't feel I could coherently do a conversation. I said, "All right." Next thing you know, I get a I get a DM. Uh not happening tonight. I think Platt drank too much. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, a little bit of three-man weave action to wrap up the show. Tony, thank you so much for joining, filling in last minute for uh, for this episode for DP. We greatly appreciate it. And, DP, we're thinking of you. hoping things are going well. Yep. Why don't you tell everybody where and how they can follow slash listen to you, all of the cheap plugs. Get them out of the way, my friend. Ah, first of all, thank you guys. Had a blast. Learned a few things here on the show, as well as I would imagine the listeners did. Check out at three underscore man weave on the Twitter. Uh, Pot is war. DWI podcast. Head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Check out angrylemonade.net. Everything you need there for illustrations, pins, and stickers. At PC Tony. Go to thechairshot.com, folks. You'll find something you like. I guarantee it. And you can uh, follow me. Check me out on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G on, on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. All right. And you can follow me on the Twitter, as always, at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can follow this show on the Twitter as well, at Bandwagon Nerds, just as it's spelled. Easy to find Follow us, vote on our polls. That's where we put them up every week, and we can really use lots of big numbers. Love having them on there, hearing some opinions. You can also listen to me on Tuesdays now with the Greg, or no, Wednesdays with the Greg DeMarco show. Mondays here with Bandwagon Nerds. Good shows, fellas. Not sure what we're going to talk about in the weeks to come, but we're going to have some shows hopefully hitting the airwaves soon. So. Maybe a movie. Hey, we get to review Umbrella Academy starting next week. We do do get to review episode one of the Umbrella Academy. Sorry, uh, I guess not sorry, Dave. I'm glad you got to to watch it ahead of time. And uh, did you just no words? Did you like it? Yes. Okay. So we'll have more of that next week. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen any of it yet? Nope. Okay. You'll. I'm yeah, watching like this cold. It. You'll like it. I'm watching this cold. So I know it's based on a graphic novel and that's, so it'll, it'll be a good time. I've never read the graphic novel either. So totally coming to this clean slate, but we're going to get to that awesome. next week. Awesome. Well, I'll probably have some other great news bites as more trailers drop and some aftermath from San Diego comic con until then climb yourselves out of the basement, get some sun. It's beautiful out this day, these days in the summer. And we'll see you next week on bandwagon nerds at the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of ChairShot.com.
that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, fuck you! Yes! Yes! Fuck you, too! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.